Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Steph and this is the Don't Buy Her Flowers podcast and this is episode four of our five-part business mini-series. As I'm eight years into running Thoughtful Gift Company Don't Buy Her Flowers, it's actually been really helpful to speak with some other founders. I think something that's missing from a lot of the conversations about running a business is just how hard it can be, that you can feel really vulnerable, uh, you don't actually know what you're doing initially, and then every time you're in a new phase of the business, you have to learn all over again. And I suppose that's the same in most jobs, but you have less of a support network around you. If you have a bad month, you might not get paid. And sometimes there's no break, which I know can be the case when you're employed as well, but it shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, it can you can feel a lot of responsibility. My guest today is Yvonne Telford, and she is the founder of clothing brand Kemi Telford. We talk about something that has come up in other episodes too, which is a founder's why. Simon Sinek talks brilliantly about this, but the why is basically the driving force behind a business, the purpose, the focus. It's often what differentiates a brand and hooks customers in. And Yvonne speaks about her why, and interestingly, it's not even really about the clothes. We also talk about how easy it is to lose that why and that kind of focus and how to get it back. This series is sponsored by Natural Mat, an organic bed and mattress company. Over 5 million mattresses go to landfill every year in the UK alone, and they are on a mission to stop this with their initiative called Mattress for Life. At the end of your Natural Mat mattress lifespan, you can choose to refurbish, recycle or donate your mattress. And you can learn more about this by visiting naturalmat.co.uk or visiting their showrooms in London, the Cotswolds or Devon. And an exclusive for this podcast, if you use the code DBHF15, you can get 15% off your first order, which is valid up until the 31st of January. Right, on with Yvonne. I started by asking her how she started Kemi Telford. So this business was never planned. No. I started blogging after my first daughter went off to school reception. I was a stay-at-home mum. She never went to nursery. So five years of her life, I was looking after her. And I started blogging. Somebody told me about blogging, started blogging. People started asking me, you know, on Instagram, when you're trying to sell something to the people, like a bag, and they're asking you, where did you get another thing from? I used to get frustrated because that was what was happening. I was selling tote bags, mm. but people were asking me about my skirts. Even mm. when I say selling T-shirts, they were asking me about my skirts. Mm. And I used to get really angry 
And uh, one day I was in the bathroom and I thought, mm, there must be something here. And I created skirts and it sold out. The skirts they were commenting on, were they ones that you had made or you'd got somewhere special? My skirts were mostly made out of wax, mm-hmm. you know, fabric. And they were quite unique or vintage pieces. Yeah. But there were not things that you would find on the high street. And they were quite bold. Things that at that particular time you don't really see mm-hmm. because I think people were more drawn into like greys and blues, you know, the French apostrophe chic kind of things. Mm-hmm. So when they saw me with colors, um, they started asking me. So I decided to invest some money. What was your initial investment? So from the tote bags, it was 50 pounds. So I started with 50 pounds and I never took any money out of the business. I just kept on reinvesting. Yeah. Any profit goes back into the company. I mean, I didn't get paid for almost two to three years. I didn't take out a salary, Mm -hmm. but my husband was working. So I was quite lucky that my husband was there, but I didn't take out a salary. Mm -hmm. I was just reinvesting everything back into the business. But I think that's really important because I did the same. And not only that, but then Doug's salary needed to cover the deficit of like nursery because I was working. So you still needed to pay for nursery and stuff. And I think that's quite important because sometimes it feels like businesses start really quickly and overnight everyone's making money. It's like, no, probably not. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't happen that way, does it? No, it doesn't. On your Instagram stuff, you've talked about as a kid, you loved the idea of a clothes shop, but then you went into a completely different career and that was left behind. But I know when we've spoken before, you said that you kind of lost yourself a bit and were kind of playing a role and then it was being a mum and now you feel like you've found yourself in your 40s, really. I'm always losing myself. It's not something that I find myself, then I lose myself. I find myself, I lose myself. Last mm-hmm. year, I lost myself. I'm back again. There's so many noises around us, especially as women, that we lose ourselves. You might bring experts on, people that you think are great at what they do, but they don't really understand your business. Mm-hmm. And you lose yourself again. You lose customers as well because they are thinking, what is she doing now? My customers want me to evolve, but they want the ethos of the business to be the same. Yeah. So when I bring on experts and the experts tell me, I will say in quote experts and the experts try to change the ethos of the business. I find that I lose myself or I look at what other people are doing. I lose myself. So it's a constant battle that if I don't face my front, that's what Nigerians say. That means if I don't stay in my lane, I will mm-hmm. always lose myself. So it's up to me to always follow the arrow of my compass to stay in my lane. It's mm-hmm. very easy for me to look at what other people are doing and lose myself. Yeah. So I'm yeah. constantly losing myself, but I find myself and I never beat myself up. I just listen. I just mm-hmm. think about it, learn from the mistakes, and that makes me rediscover who I am and what my brand stands for. We were in a really similar position, actually, because I think what COVID did for you and I, we both boomed during COVID, right? Like your business grew massively in that period. And I think when we spoke before, you mentioned that after the murder of George Floyd and there was suddenly this kind of realisation that people weren't supporting black owned businesses enough and they should be. And that 
benefited you in ways which I know is complicated in itself but that people were then sharing you celebrities are sharing you in your business and your product got the airtime it should have been getting anyway um and then we've had this kind of crazy busy time and then I don't think we probably even had to really think about marketing almost because it just was happening and it was growing and we could could fulfill that and then now things is quite different and consumers are in a different place and the pandemic is kind of all bit over and then there's a cost of living crisis and very similarly we've had to go wait a minute we almost lost track of what do we do because we're trying to keep up with where we were before and we've had to really stop and go what's our core reason because that's what I still want it to be I don't want to have massively evolved that and it sounds as if you're probably doing similar yeah the pandemic was an amazing time for a lot of businesses I speak to other women that do that in the fashion line and I think most businesses small businesses in particular had like an amazing time during the pandemic Hmm. But what we did not realize at that time is that after the pandemic, we thought it was going to be the same after the pandemic that people are like, oh, we're going to support small businesses. Mm -hmm. Then the shops opened and lots of customers went back to the high street because they were craving to go into like changing rooms and Mm. get dressed. and, And we saw a fall in the traffic to the websites yeah yeah. and I had this thing that my husband bought for me that sort of tracks how many people are going into the store in a day you know into my online store Mm. and it kept on just going down Mm. and I guess we didn't know because nobody has ever been in that kind of situation before where you think oh you know it's going to drop after the pandemic we Mm. just thought it was going to stay the same so we stopped like we're still in the pandemic, mm. you know, that means we overstocked, you know, mm. and now you start thinking, how do I shift this? I never used to do sales and I noticed that I had to do some sales in order to move some things mm. that would have moved anyway. There was nothing wrong with the product. I just overstocked. Yeah. And then it's cash flow, right? So you get, you're getting to the point of the month and going, oh, the money coming in versus the money coming out is not balancing out. Exactly. So with my business, because I'm very prudent, I've always have like a big pot of savings. Mm -hmm. And that is just for me to know that if anything happens in the next few years, I'll be able to survive. However, I don't like dipping my hands into the savings. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like doing that because I cut my coat according to my cloth. Yeah. You know, I don't like doing that. However, what I noticed was that what was coming in was still able to cover my costs and to pay salaries. However, I couldn't save anymore because every month I was putting something into the pot. This Mm -hmm. time I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So what did I have to do? I had to start cutting back. Mm -hmm. I reduced the amount of things I was ordering. Yeah. I had to get rid of some consultants. Yes. who were working for me yeah. because I just wanted to cut back. And does that mean that some things that you'd got rid of as the business had grown, some things that you'd taken off your plate, you've now got back on your plate? 
So like when I started, I didn't have consultants. I didn't have yeah. people doing all these things for me. I mm -hmm. was not doing the, I mean, I started doing massive photo shoots and things like that. Yeah. I had to go back to basics again. Yeah. I yeah. had to strip all of those things off mm. and go back to basics, which and means did... I was saving mm. and my customers now prefer what we are like now compared to when we're trying to do all these things as we're growing. Was that hard? Did it feel like a backward step? Not really. I think I had to face reality. It was yeah, hard yeah. to face reality, especially when you see sales dropping mm -hmm. and you're thinking, oh my God, am I not doing what I'm supposed to do? Is there something wrong with this dress? And you start to question yourself. I guess yeah. it affected my confidence in a way. Yes. But do you know what? Going back to basics yeah. has actually freed me. It's like I'm back to doing what I should be doing anyway. I'm back to why I started this business. From the feedback that I've heard, yes, sales has not gone crazy. Mm -hmm. But from the feedback that I've heard, my customers actually prefer when I'm doing what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. Instead of me doing all the flashy things I was doing mm -hmm. um, when, you know, when money was coming in <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I think that when I was doing all those flashy things, I lost a lot of customers because they felt like Kemi Telford is shouldn't be like other fashion brands because mm. that's why they're drawn to me. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm trying to be like other fashion brands. Um, so what is the difference between Kemi Telford and other fashion brands? They came to me because they thought I was rebellious. I was different. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, I'm doing all the shoots. It's beautiful. The work was amazing. Mm -hmm. But they just felt I was losing a lot. It's a weird one because I think when you start a business, you're, if you do it like you and I have done it and you haven't got investment or the rest of it, you're very much, there's a story behind it and you need to tell that story and, and your customers like that story. And then like we're eight years this month and some people have been with us since the beginning and they like seeing how it's evolved. But the fact that you're still involved, you're still in the warehouse, just all those things. But there's a bit of you that I guess, see, maybe we think that success means that we wouldn't be doing those things. So you kind of start moving away from it but then it changes the business. And if your customers have come to you because they love that about you, it, it changes it. So it's, it's really difficult, I think. I think it is. I think customers want you to grow. Yeah. They want you to do well. They want you to evolve. They want the business to be polished. You know, they want you to look amazing. Mm -hmm. However, they want the why yes. yeah. to remain there. What's your why, Yvonne? You know, it was just recently that I started thinking about my why. Because mm -hmm. when I went back to basics, I started thinking, why did I start this business? When I started, I didn't have a why because I evolved into it. Mm -hmm. But now I think I do, which is I just want to go back to my dream at the age of four, where I wanted to dress fabulous women. My why is that I was called to do this. Kemi Telford is not just about the beautiful clothes we create. It's about encouraging women to take up their space, yes. um, to take up, you know, not to shrink themselves because there was a time I was shrinking myself. Mm -hmm. And I find that, you know, standing up straight and, 
you know, being myself is actually what has freed me. Mm-hmm. And I want women to understand, to, to just, yeah, for women to have the freedom to, uh, freedom to be themselves. Mm-hmm. That is the why of Kemi Telford. And the clothes are just, you know, the icing on the cake. I know what you mean. And, and also, the, but the fabulousness of your clothes, the boldness of the prints, the shapes, all of that, it's not a bodycon dress. It's not about showing off a body that has to be a certain shape or a certain... And I think you can see that in because you often post pictures of your customers in your dresses and they're all different shapes and sizes. So that's part of the celebration. Your clothes are the sort of clothes that if you're wearing it, someone will say, oh, where did you get that? It's not a grey jumper and a pair of jeans. It's the, the stuff that people comment on because it is bold and it takes up space and all that, which so that's I love that. I love that as a why. Yeah. I I think, you know, when you start a business, most people don't think about the why. Mm -hmm. Um, You sort of think, when you start a business, you should know that one thing you should always bear in mind is you're starting a business to solve a problem. Mm. And if you start a business without knowing what problem you're solving, the business would not really take off. Mm-hmm. You need to know what problem you're trying to solve and your why. And you really need to know your customers. Mm. You re- that, that is just it. You have to know your customers. And um, how do you stay close to your customers? How do you make sure you still know what they want? I speak to my customers a lot. I, mm. They call me. I call them. Uh, we talk. I don't use a lot of newsletter. I don't do that. But I follow my customers, majority of my customers. I follow them on Instagram. I try to see what they are doing, what they are buying into. But majority of the time, there is just something about the Kemi Telford community that I think the foundation has always been strong. So we have like a very strong um, community. And it's a, I listen to them. Sometimes, don't get me wrong, they annoy me <laughs> by suggesting things that I cannot really give to them. Yeah. You know, but mm. I think I get my customers. I know what they want. I know what they like. And I try as much as possible to listen to them. What gives you the biggest buzz about the business? <laughs> I think seeing women tagging me. Because when you create something... And it's not your friends and families buying it. Yes. And a stranger buys it <laughs> yeah, yeah. and pays for it and put their credit cards in yeah. to buy that item. Then you pack it, send it to them, and they share a photo with you. Mm. That is just amazing. Mm. I love that. That seeing photos sometimes or receiving an email. So there was a time I was in the hospital. I went to see a consultant, nothing serious. Mm-hmm. And a woman called me on the business phone while I was waiting in the reception. And she said, I just had to call you because I don't want to email. I don't think an email would do this. She said, for the past seven months, my son is getting married. I've been looking for a dress. I couldn't find a dress. And I bought this dress from you. And she said, I love it. I just wanted to tell you. Mm. You know, she said, I'm sorry, I can only afford one because of this is just recently because of you know what's happening in the economy i can only afford one but i will come back and i could hear the husband in the background said no she's not (laughs) you know so 
you know, somebody picking up the phone to pay me such a compliment. Yeah, yeah. It actually makes me want to do better. Yes. So that gives me a buzz. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I think that like you recently I've been doing some like speaking with customers and like trying to find out from them what could we do better what do you love about us why do you come back and it's so good for taking you right back to all the stuff you're talking about that why because it's so easy to lose that and I think that's your job as the founder if, to keep remembering what that is and then communicating that with everyone that's working with you because they don't have to remember that otherwise you know yeah. What do you hate doing then? What's the bit that you're like, ugh? What I hate doing most is when a sample is sent to me and I have to start correcting that sample. Oh, God. That is the part I hate the most. Because, or when a manufacturer gets something wrong and mm. you have to resolve that issue. Um, I don't like dealing with that part. I, I still love packing orders. I still pack orders. Yeah. Which, um, because that makes me, that is a time that I think, and that it makes me feel like, I don't know, I love it. Most people say, oh, Yvonne, you should not be packing orders. Mm-hmm. But I do, because I know what is going out without even looking at data. I don't know. I still it love keeps you. It, it keeps you close to your customer because you know what they're buying. You know, yeah, and it's it's. I guess it's that. But and your your girls are involved in packing as well. It's family family <laughs> affair, right? 
It's a family affair. It's a family affair. My girls are growing and I, during the summer, I mean, during the, they, they had two weeks off some days up mm-hmm. and they were in the warehouse all through. Their friends were having fun. And I had to say to them, no, this is a family business. You have to work and you have to tell your friends that you cannot meet up because you're working. Mm. You know, that is the way it is. It's a family business. After school, they come here and they help. And that's the way it is. And to be honest with you, they're not really missing out. This is what buys them their shoes when they want new shoes. Mm -hmm. Because of the business, they have a certain lifestyle. And they have to know that we have to work to get that lifestyle. And they'll be learning so much from it. I mean, do they moan a bit about doing it? I mean, they've been involved since they were, you know, before they even went to school. Mm-hmm. So they can't complain because they don't know any better. Mm. I know, well, Buster's only 11, but he's like, do you think I'll be able to go and help in the warehouse at some point? And I'm like, yeah, we'll get you down this summer holidays and go and stay with my mum and dad and you'll get packing. You make sure you pay because I pay my girls. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I do pay them. So make sure or they would not be going there. <laughs> No, no, and that that must that sweetens it a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and what what personality trait of yours do you think kind of probably unexpectedly, but you found has been beneficial to running a business? I am hard working. Anybody that is not hard working cannot even run a business where you fail and you get up and you learn and you don't beat yourself up. I know how to say thank you to either my customers or my manufacturers. I share my joy and my fails with them. Mm-hmm. I used to apologize mm-hmm. for moaning about something that is not up to standard. Yeah. I mean, I've had manufacturers actually say, we can't work with you because your standard is so high. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it. And it has evolved. My standard as, you know, it's when I started, I didn't know a lot. Mm-hmm. But as I'm growing, I want my customers to receive something from me and for them to say, wow, mm-hmm. you know, because they are paying for something that should last them for years. Yeah. So in the past, I find myself either not complaining or saying it in an apologetic way when something is obviously wrong and I'm paying for it. So now if something is not right, I say it. In the Mm -hmm. past, I would have paid. It Mm -hmm. keeps evolving like any business. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm listening to a podcast about Steve Jobs now. Mm -hmm. And the first thing he's made, it just got better. Do you understand? It got better. Your product should evolve. Mm -hmm. But what I noticed was that some of my manufacturers still wanted to give me what I started with. They didn't mm-hmm. want to grow with me. And they started moaning that my standards was getting too high. Right. So most of them, we came to an understanding that we cannot work together anymore. Mm-hmm. Some have grown with me. For me, what keeps a business going is the attention to details. Tiny details are mm-hmm. so important. Mm-hmm. What would you say has been kind of the biggest lesson? Having confidence in my ability to make my decision and to run my business my way. 
Well, and don't you find there's a lot of business experts who've never run a business and you cannot understand what it feels like. It's a bit like parenthood, really, until, <laughs> until, like, until you do it, because it's because when you're running a business, your emotions are there because it's yours and it's your idea. And so I think when somebody's telling you what should be done and the kind of this is how business works, but they've never done it, there's a massive gap there between what you know and what you feel to what they're telling you, I think. Yeah, because how can somebody who's never run a business before be an expert in running your business? So right now, what is important to me is to keep it small, but to make money. Yeah. But and you I mean, you're doing all right, as in the brand's looking great. You're on the high street as well. Yeah, but I'm pulling away from that as well. Are you? So you've oh, been in, yeah. you've been in John Lewis, right? I've been in John Lewis and mm. I've been in Tate. I'm I'm bringing it back to. Can I ask why? It's just a decision that I've made. I don't want the brand to be so commercialized. I just mm-hmm. want the brand to be a niche brand. I mean, the collaboration has been great for my business. It's yeah. grown the business, but yeah. it's time for me to go back to basics i yeah. want people when you want kemi telford you come to kemi telford yeah once in a while i will do collaborations but for now you want kemi telford you come to kemi telford well um from my understanding from people i know who've done who've sold in john lewis and other places then obviously if you're selling at wholesale your margins are less so it yes you have the volume and you get out but i know people who've said that when they top up all the numbers they actually don't make anything when they're selling through a retailer so we were not really like a wholesale with John Lewis it was you know a collaboration where I supplied it to them at a certain price and Mm -hmm. whatever is not sold will come back to me I mean we'll we'll stay with them it wasn't meant to come back to me I know there's some people that it comes back to them yeah but mine was not like that John Lewis was amazing with the way they treated me but I noticed that what I've always dreaded, which is my brand being commercial, mm-hmm. was beginning to get really commercial. And you don't have any control mm. over when your item goes in the sale and how much to sell it for, which I know will damage your brand if they start mm-hmm. selling your items for a certain price. Mm-hmm. To me, because I'm so involved in my brand and everything I do, I'm so passionate about it. I don't want my brand to be undervalued. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not just the, the typical business person, but I've done, so, I've done well so far. And I'm just really passionate about the people that create what I design. And I just want to protect my work. Mm-hmm. So wholesale for now is not really a chemical for thing. We're going back to selling direct. And to be honest with you, the collaborations have been amazing. You know, John Lewis has brought new audience to me. They've been fair to me. They've been actually so good to me. Mm. But it's just that I want to go back to basics. Yeah. Back to your why. Back to my why. 
thank you to Yvonne. I love her no-nonsense way of talking and however she felt in the last year or so, she sounds really clear with where she wants to be now. So massive luck to Yvonne. Um, thank you also to Natural Map for sponsoring this business series. And if you go to naturalmap.co.uk to find out more, you can also use the code, don't forget, which is DBHF15 for 15% off beds, mattresses and bedding. And I'm going to remind you again about the brilliant giveaway we've got with Spa Breaks to win a £250 sparbreaks.com voucher and a Don't Buy Her Flowers recovery hamper of gorgeous products to relax with. So you just need to sign up to the DBHF newsletter. There's a link in the notes to this episode or on our social media by 11.59pm on Friday the 11th of November. If you're already signed up to our newsletter, you don't need to do anything. You will automatically be entered, so don't worry about it. And we will be back again tomorrow with the final business guest for this series. If you subscribe, you'll get a notification when new episodes go live. And as always, we would love a review. We've still got five stars, so we're really pleased with that. But you can add some more. Um, You can also email me, podcast at don'tbuyherflowers.com. It's just always lovely to hear from people and know that people are actually listening. (laughs) Even though you've got the stats, it's nice to hear back from people. Um, And thank you so much for listening. And we will be back tomorrow. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.